The major cultural examples of the weird and the eerie are to be found at the edges of genres such as horror and science fiction, and these genre associations have obscured what is specific to the weird and the eerie. That quote comes from the opening of Mark Fisher's recent book, The Weird and the Eerie, and it has influenced how I am approaching this new podcast. In a way, this is a podcast born out of a podcast. I started thinking about this series during a specific episode of Havertime Horror, another series I work on with Riley McDonald. Right, and I think who that- you here in a second. Um, in that episode, we discussed the Quatermass Experiment, a popular 1955 Hammer Studios thriller. And while the movie is on one level a typical 1950s creature feature, over the course of our discussion, we began to examine these small moments in which the film reveals the dreariness of post-war life in Britain, the haunted feeling that America has eclipsed English culture, genre anxieties and allusions to previous sci-fi, such as Frankenstein. Hammer Studios specialized in historical dramas and the Gothic, and so in creating this sci-fi, the movie became an uneasy hybrid where strange little moments revealed its awkward borders. That's essentially the goal of this new podcast, not just to look at the weird and the eerie in the way Mark Fisher does, but to talk to interesting people about the strange little moments in weird fiction, gothic fiction, sci-fi, these less prestigious genres, if you will, that haunt us, that keep us guessing, moments that we weigh and worry over in our minds. My name is Tom Stewart. Welcome to Liminalia, a podcast that explores the strange corners of fiction. So, to begin this, I thought I would sit down with my two collaborators on Liminalia for um, a preliminary episode. Uh, Welcome a to thesis. the special preface or prologue. Basically, I thought that before we started this podcast, we should sit down and get a sense of what the heck we are going to be trying to do here. So, I'm sitting down with uh, Riley McDonald and Nami Lee because they are probably going to be the people who are going to be on this podcast the most. Until you find uh, more famous and photogenic people. Oh, of course. And then we're getting kicked to the curb. That's the important thing about entourages is that you always need to be building up. Yeah. Where are you going to find more famous and cooler people than us? That is a, an important question. It's worth answering. Uh, so what does liminalia mean, Tom? Because I looked it up in my uh, pocket dictionary <laughs> and there was nothing there. And I want my money back. For the podcast? It's free. I want my money back. So if you go into a bookstore nowadays, I'm not going to say nowadays because it's always been the case. It makes me sound like an old man. Um <laughs> If you go into a bookstore or if you're looking for a movie on Netflix, inevitably you're going to have to deal with genre breakdown. Horror, science fiction, fantasy, these various ways that we group movies, books, 
So what I'm really interested in doing with Liminalia is looking at the works of fiction that don't entirely fit into these genres, or maybe even works of fiction that do fit perfectly into these genres, but hidden in them are these odd moments that push back against a genre. And what I'm really interested in is talking to people and finding the stories that they think are outliers, that sit at the boundaries of specific genres. So I think that largely this podcast is going to be a series of interviews where people come in, they bring works of fiction to me, and I talk to them about what they see as strange or odd in these stories. And so I thought it would be interesting for this first kind of introductory podcast for you two who are going to be probably the most frequent guests. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> being the two people that I can most commonly rope into things um, because you have to be polite to me because you're my only friends. Guys, you're my only friends. I'm not um, polite to you. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Um, I, I'm being paid an arm and a leg for this. That was the agreement. Oh, God, this is just opening up new windows of revelation. <laughs> I um, own your dog now. I thought it would be interesting for this first introductory episode for you guys to interview me instead, and for me to be on the other side of that. So before we get into all of that, though, I think I should just lay out my plan at the very beginning, which is ultimately not so much a plan as a confession. <laughs> I really like strange and odd works of fiction. I love stories that cannot be tidally fit into one specific genre or another. A good example would be, because you always say this to me whenever we're looking at Netflix, the best horror is always in the sci-fi section. Yeah, that's a good anecdote, yeah. Yeah, I really think so. And I, I think that the more that you categorize and subcategorize and try to order, particularly genre fiction, you're inevitably going to create these liminal texts, these works of fiction that sit on a boundary and don't perfectly fit into any specific category. And that is specifically what I'd like to talk about, the ways in which fiction pushes back against how we order fiction. This is a podcast about strangeness. This is a podcast about strange things and strange stories. And yep. what I want to do with this is look at the way in which the more we seem to categorize and subcategorize, the more I'm interested in seeing the way that these things bleed together. Take some of, you know, popular mainstream genres and then Look at the ways in which they uh, bleed over into one another. You said it earlier on, and I think you said it really nicely, that even if something is a typical of a genre, that it contains other things inside them. And then basically, the more we look at things, the stranger they get. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do in this podcast is kind of spend time with the strangeness and see why, or the, the oddness, weirdness of a text. Yeah, and how people experience that yeah. strangeness. Yeah, why this works. Why is something... Odd. Why does something not fit? What sticks out about it? I don't know how to say this. Um, the way that we experience strangeness, weirdness, eeriness is often contradictory and really difficult to make sense of the more that you try to make sense of it. My question for you is, what makes a story or work of fiction, a film, what makes it strange for you? I think that ultimately what makes it strange for me and i think this is going to a change as the podcast goes along uh -huh. and we think more about it and b is going to be different for each person that comes on what i find really strange and what really excites me about the kind of text that i'm thinking of for liminalia is the kind of text that sits 
somewhere in the middle between these really defined genres that have gotten so much attention recently of weird fiction, gothic fiction, science fiction, drawing on a palette that we normally associate with some other genre. There are texts that sit kind of in the middle somewhere, imagining genre more as a, a very complex kind of Venn diagram, shall we say, where there's these areas where some texts are going to apply to a number of different genres. They're guidelines, not rules. Yeah. I remember when you were first talking about liminalia, about what liminalia was going to be, one of the things that kind of came up in our conversation was that you're you're interested in a story that is in some way borderline, whether yeah. it's crossing an imagined border, like a, an imagined classification, or it's borderline in that it's marginal. I think actually an interesting example of this would be Ridley Scott's 1979 Alien, which is at once especially at the beginning, a kind of 1950s retro weird film that then moves into basically a haunted house film and then finally ends in a kind of Jaws-style creature feature, I suppose, at the very end of it. So it kind of moves through these various genres and you get this odd collapse of genres as you go through the experience of the movie. Yeah, but um, what I think you're saying is is not just that you can mash genres up. It's not just that they are additive. Because anybody, because anybody can mash a genre up. Western plus comedy, action plus sci-fi. That's just how stories are told. Hot Fuzz is a police mystery uh, action movie yeah. mashed up with a comedy. But yeah. that doesn't really fit in no, what you're talking about, does it? it? Doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't really fit. And I think that it's not just about taking like... Uh, an action film and a musical and smashing them together. And I think this is one of the issues about having a shorter episode to start things is that we don't have time to completely define what weird is, what gothic is, um, what sci-fi is. But I think this is something that we're going to work to define what these genres exist as and what they existed as over the course of the last century. As we go through with these episodes, I think it's going to come up and we'll talk about it then. We may even define what the heck I mean by strangeness <laughs> as we go through. Right. And I think that more or less what you said there is it's not just that like something can bleed over from one to another. There's yeah. something stranger about these stories. And then I think the the obvious question would be like, well, but what does strange mean? But instead of defining those terms right now, I think what we could do is just talk about an example. One of the ones that I was thinking of when I was coming up with this idea for a podcast was Frankenstein, where we have this idea of Frankenstein as this kind of shambling, pieced together monster who, in the novel, learns to educate himself and become a kind of human subject. Um, and it's all very kind of high romantic and very gothic. But there's this really strange scene where up in the mountains... Frankenstein's monster comes down to talk to Dr. Frankenstein. They have it out. And then at the very end of the scene, Frankenstein's monster just runs up the side of a glacier and disappears out of sight. Saying this, he suddenly quitted me, fearful perhaps of any change in my sentiments. I saw him descend the mountain with greater speed than the flight of an eagle, and quickly lost him among the undulations of the sea of ice. And it is 
utterly strange because it is this weird fiction moment, this moment that you would expect to find in Lovecraft or uh, Brian Evenson, but instead you find it in this high romantic text. Um, and it just seems very out of place. Okay, but listening to you, it sounds like the strangeness that you're looking for is in those moments in fiction or film that when we first experience them, they kind of, they strike us as seeming out of place. But then later we forget about them because we are told this is horror, this is sci-fi, this is an action thriller or whatever. So when we think back to those moments, we retroactively gloss over them because somehow they don't fit with how they've been classified or we've been told to classify them. Or on the other hand, they jump out at you because they don't quite fit in that store mm -hmm. in that um in those parameters yeah i think that we do often gloss over these moments but i think i have this vague suspicion and i'm hoping because the podcast relies on it that i'm right that deep down the strangeness in these in some of these texts ends up haunting people like it ends up being the thing that you remember the thing that stood out as not entirely a part of the plan or the pattern mm -hmm. of the story strangeness is something that sticks with you because yeah. it 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 haunts you. Yeah, strangeness is something that after the experience of reading or watching or playing something, you can't quite get it out of your head. And that's why you're using these things and not like westerns or comedies, although, you know, maybe those things crop up every now and then, but like why you're looking at these things, like why these stories is that they are so invested in providing you with an experience of the strange. If, if you want to get into another example, I was recently reading Hound of the Baskervilles, which has this really odd moment where Dr. Watson is talking to Stapleton, who's the villain. And Stapleton is trying to cover up the fact that he's actually got a giant dog hidden on the moors, and they're listening to it bay. And so he mentions to Dr. Watson that there was actually, at one point, a very rare bird that lives on these moors that has gone extinct and that they're probably listening to perhaps the last of these bitterns that had a very odd sound. A long, low moan, indescribably sad, swept over the moor. It filled the whole air and yet it was impossible to say whence it came. From a dull murmur, it swelled into a deep roar and then sank back into a melancholy, throbbing murmur once again. Stapleton looked at me with a curious expression in his face. Queer place, the moor, said he. And it's this exceptionally eerie moment because they're standing on the moors and you know that on one level, this is just an expression by Conan Doyle of what Stapleton is trying to do by wiping out the lineage of the Baskervilles. It all fits into the kind of plan of the novel. It's foreshadowing. But on another level, it's really strange because it comes out of nowhere and you know that it's a fiction within this fiction that is the novel but it has this kind of very oppressive resonance, this eeriness that comes right off the page, even though you know it is a complete falsehood. It's a very rare bird, practically extinct in England now, but all things are possible upon the moor. Yes, I should not be surprised to learn that what we have heard is the cry of the last of the bitterns. It's the weirdest, strangest thing that I ever heard in my life. Those really odd moments, that's what I want to devote this podcast to. And specifically, I really want to find what haunts other people about texts. Works of fiction that 
perhaps I haven't even read or thought of before. In a way, I like the the um, that example more than the Frankenstein than the Frankenstein one, just because the Frankenstein one is like, okay, he can move fast, but of course he can because he's a magic dead body. The things that uh, affect you most, or at least affect me most, when I'm watching something or reading something or even listening to a piece of music, is not you know if we're talking about horror and sci-fi, it's not even the things that are maybe scary for horror or of wonderment and and awe for sci-fi. Say that stick with me after the thing, the experience is over because they're expected. I guess it's the strange moments. The way I was thinking about this when when you told me is that. Uh, about what you wanted to do with this podcast is it's those things that stick out from those stories that are the most interesting to kind of explore and talk about. The things that kind of break the pattern of that story, in a sense. Right. Rather than saying, like, why is this horror movie scary? Talking about what within this makes it strange, makes it stick with you long after it's done. Because I find that is the most interesting feeling that this kind of art can provoke in you when it's all over and done with what it, what is going to um, return to you what is going to stick in your head uh, as something that feels out of place which is ultimately i think why i have assembled you two i think that there are these odd trends patterns running through texts that get largely ignored because we've so carefully pigeonholed works of fiction, be it a movie, a video game, a short story, into a very specific understanding of it. And I really want to get at and pull apart these strange, haunting little moments that can make us rethink what we've been told that these stories are about. So are there any guiding rules that you have in mind as you're going to be picking the next topics for <laughs> yeah. the next couple of episodes i can see the the, the necessity of guiding rules because we basically <laughs> just said hey all fiction is kind of odd it's isn't weird, it man. let's talk about that <laughs> um I, I i do have some kind of guiding rules that i'm i'm hoping as much as possible to follow i want to talk about overlooked authors particularly there's so many female authors who have been overlooked, particularly in weird fiction, mm -hmm. that I think that can be brought to light more. There's a lot of people that are doing that, and I fully intend to ride on their coattails and further bring <laughs> these people to light. I think I'm also going to try to move between new and old stories, movies, what have you, to try and get a wider glimpse as to how this has occurred over time. So looking at older stories that are pushing against the genre's perhaps of their day, works from maybe the 19th century, early 20th century, and then looking at short stories, movies that are coming out right now that are working in a far looser understanding of what genre is. Cowboys and aliens is basically what I'm going to be talking about. Of course. Yeah. Um, weeks and weeks and weeks. Other than that, yeah, I think that I'm kind of going to leave it up to the people that I'm bringing in um, and finding out what their tastes are about. And that's really what I'm most excited about. Are you going to veto people's suggestions? <laughs> I know that if I don't say yes right now, <laughs> that you are just going to suggest Ayn Rand over and over and over again. Uh, in the end, isn't uh, true individualism the strangest thing of all in this backward society? <laughs> oh, God. All right, like that's a yeah, wrap, okay. folks. I think I should call it there. Um, our next episode, our real first episode, is going to be uh, Riley and I talking about the facts in the case of Monsieur Valdemar, a completely crazy text about mesmerism and a corpse living after death. And it is, of course, by Edgar Allan Poe. So that should be 
reasonably interesting. Yeah, don't. That's a... I would say. Uh, please join us for that. And if you do want to reach out to us to suggest a story, please contact us on Twitter at LiminaliaCast and by email at LiminaliaCast at gmail.com. Even though I am the guest this time, I suppose, <laughs> I want to thank my two guests, uh, Riley McDonald and Natalie. Um, thanks for coming on. And I will talk to you very soon. I wish you all the best in your endeavor, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Liminalia is produced by Tom Stewart. That's me. Our reader this week is Nami Lee. I want to thank Exploding Plastics for Liminalia's theme song. All other music in this episode is kindly provided by Wormwood. Track names can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening. the dawn of time man has longed to conquer the book today fellows i propose it's so